Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's a good time here. Uh, let me get everything set up here and we will get off and running. And uh, Amir, go ahead and give me and John and Jay here a little bit on your background, my friend. Well, John and Jay, uh, you know, I hail all the way from California. You know, I was born in Los Angeles, raised up north. Um, you know, was into a lot of arts programs growing up, one of the privileged ones. Uh, and um, uh, a lot of family was into music, you know, jazz per se. And uh, being around these nice. relatives and being in these arts programs definitely enhanced my artistic passion uh and now that i'm um you know continuing on with uh, writing and instruments um you know i find great joy and uh expressing myself through arts and through music and uh it's definitely an outlet and um that's pretty much my life uh it's not it's not too deep <laughs> now are you more of a smooth jazz guy or are you kind of more because a lot of people think it's simple but it's not there's so many different little things you got to play with in jazz yeah. and so many different little instruments and things and it's like the timing all that is i think a heck of a lot harder in jazz but i mean i like listening yeah. to smooth jazz here and there and different things it's one of my decompression things so yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, jazz does have a lot of instruments. Um, and that's what I like about it because it's it's like it's more raw, it's more live, and it's more organic because you have all these different instruments coming in de- together, almost like an orchestra, you know. Um, and I like classical too, but uh, but um, in terms of the type of jazz I like, um, I like smooth jazz, um, and then I like kind of like blues jazz where it's, you know, a little more up-tempo, you know. Um, and I think jazz relates more to my art because my art is an actual expression. Um, I actually talk my art from more of an experience and more of, like, observation, um, you know, in life, people I meet. That's kind of what jazz is about. That's also kind of what rock is about, you know, and country. They're all expressions, um, they're not just talking. They're actually, you know, you can relate to, to, to what they're talking about in there. You know, if you got the blues, you got the blues. If, you know, if you want to rock out, it's, it's just an expression. So that's awesome. Yeah. We have got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live. He is a renowned Hollywood artist and rapper. Amir has released his uh, newest EP. I got something to say, which is awesome, by the way. Appreciate it. Uh, the new tr- project comes on the heels of Amir's greatest tragedy and loss in his life, the passing of his father. His father was well-known in the entertainment industry and the executive producer on the hit television series The Big Break. The sudden news of his death caused a deep depression for Amir and resulted in a one-year hiatus from music and art. Now Amir is back to release his new EP, I Got Something to Say. So uh, 
this is a, a fantastic project. Give us give us some more details on this, my friend. Uh, yeah, this project came about just through, as I said, experiences. Um, it took a while to finally compile um, these different um, ideas and these different uh, expressions. But, you know, once I realized it was more therapy for me than just uh, not doing anything and just isolating myself and just living in grief um, is what you know, really, really um, inspired me to really finish uh, the project and really, really, you know, just get the art out. Um, I think getting the art out was mainly for myself. And, um, um, you know, the art has been more more fluid uh, these days, especially now, you know, being, being quarantined and stuff, it, it, it's even more fluid. You know, it's even more, it just gives me something else to even do. Um, and also work on just different, uh, 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 music blends, um, putting together different sounds, um, even some country sounds, you know, even some some rock sounds, and just just thinking of uh, expanding my um, collaborations. And so, um, yeah, uh, it's definitely been a therapy, and I suggest anyone that likes music or loves music, um, even what you guys do can be a, a you know some type of therapy, being able to. Um, get on the radio and talk to people and meet people that could be a therapy but if you are into music and instruments i would say you know get an instrument find your passion find your hobby that's the way to fight you know these 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 uh, depressions and these things we go through is uh, find your hobby and stay productive fantastic so john or go ahead jay i didn't mean to cut you off go i was ahead, just gonna ask uh, who are some of your idols that you look for up to um, my idols, yeah, uh, in jazz, I liked a lot of, uh, Duke Ellington, um, in, if I'm going genre to genre, which I haven't done this yet in all of the interviews I've had, but, um, if I'm going to genre to genre, um, I would say, um, in country, I used to like a little bit of, uh, well, and still do, a little bit of Tim McGraw, Billy Ray. You know, those are some of the the, the OGs in country. They're not really, you know, <laughs> should I say the new Gs? Um, and uh, you know, I like a little uh, classical. Um, you know, of course, everyone's cliche to say Beethoven, but I would say uh, Peter. Uh, Chakovsky, if I pronounce, pronounce that right, um, you know, I like a lot of his symphonies, and uh, you know, and uh, and hip hop is tough, but um, there's a few people, there's a few people in hip hop I like. Or should I just say pop? Because hip hop and pop are kind of intertwined these days. Well, music all is intertwined, really. Music is all connected. It's just different rhythms, different tempos with different lyrics. Are similar lyrics, but it's all connected. But uh, with the pop and hip hop, there's this artist named um, uh, Alessia Cara. Have you guys heard of her? Heard the name, haven't heard any of the music. I know you're talking about. Yeah, she 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 intertwines like like pop 
with a little bit of like jazz undertone like it's real it's real cool what she does with her music and i think um if someone likes jazz could appreciate her uh her expression could, uh, could appreciate her art for sure but those are some of my idols i would say musically outside of music um i don't know but musically i'd say those are some of my idols for sure that's cool what do you so? Who do you guys like musically? Let me just ask that, like individually, like Jay, like who? Who do you like musically? Like who's, who's some of your idols? Well, in country, I was a big Garth Brooks fan. Okay. Uh, I think I saw. Oh, I can't remember who I got to see in person. I won won some trip to a country thing because I play the jaw harp, and so. Um, okay. Nice. I got to see somebody in person. Um, I've got this really huge uh, crush on uh, Mongolian rock lately. So. She's obsessed with the Who. <laughs> I okay. I'm gonna check this stuff out. And what about you? What about you guys? Um, I was always like, uh, I was a big guy in the '80s, so like, and um, I was big into like Journey, Thirty Eight Special, then a lot of the one-hit wonder bands of the you know late '80s and stuff. I loved some of the kind of more lighter fair stuff like Young MC and <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff and stuff and Rob Bass, those things. And when you got into, like, I was a, I like Duke Ellington. I like listening to him a lot. And okay. then when you're talking about the um, more, like, uh, oh, like classical um, opera style, I was more of a Mendel guy. I liked Mendel a lot because they got a channel on Sirius XM. They play a lot of opera and I used to do that to decompress after work, driving home. It was just, his were usually always like nice and kind of just would bring you down instead of like, get bring you all up. jazzed up. Yeah. Something to go home to. And when you said Journey, you're talking about Journey. Don't stop believing. Yeah, originally then, but I liked that, but I also liked, um, it's kind of like, it was weird. I also liked Kiss, but after they lost the makeup. <laughs> who's that, awesome. who's that ja jazz guy Frankie Frankie something oh Frankie goes to Hollywood no he sang the, the New York song Sinatra Sinatra, Frank Sinatra. Yes. the Frank guy that Jeff guy that's Frank <laughs> I awesome. did it my way Somewhere in New Jersey, Michael Nagy is just shaking his head right now. He's oh, like, that Frank guy. Are anyway, don't worry. <laughs> I want to hear Amir saying that New York, because he's got a deeper voice than John. <laughs> oh, okay. I see how it is, just because I'm older. I see how it is. He's more youthful and vibrant and stuff. That's cool. Journey. You have to give me a song, but Journey's cool. My dad got me into Journey and John Mayer. You know, he was always very... Um, you know, he always diversified his his music, and so, and he got all of my friends into Journey too. We would be in the car going to dinner, or going to get something to eat. My friends would would come from the north to uh, you know like the L.A. area, and we would go like grab some food, and he would um, always like play Journey or play John Mayer. And so my friends was like, "Wow, I never heard these artists." You know, your dad's pretty pretty deep with all the music he listens to. 
<laughs> yeah, I get but, the yeah, album for Journey that has separate ways on it. I can't remember the name of the album, but that's one of the best ones they ever did, in my opinion. Yeah, they did a few albums, actually. Oh, yeah. You have to tell me. But um, Don't Stop Believing is one of the main ones. You know that one, of course. Oh, yeah. That in any way you want it. And... Yeah. See, Jiggy, I used to listen to Frankie Valens, too. Frankie Valens? You don't remember Frankie Valens? I... He did... Like a 1950s, 60s kind of... Yeah. Okay. He's the day of happy days kind of a rocker. Oh, uh, okay. I was thinking Frankie Valley. I'm like, isn't he performing no. somewhere? He was performing somewhere in Vegas, I thought, at some point. And what about you, last but not least, the type of music you like? Uh, well, I like things like Phil Collins, uh, yeah. Huey Lewis, um, Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> what a transition. And... Uh, <laughs> Jiggy <laughs> Jesse likes Culture Club too. So yes, I'm a big Culture Club fan. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I, I I sang uh, at at uh, my my fair, my my first wedding. Uh, we had uh, a karaoke, and uh, <laughs> and I sang "Come uh, a Come a Come a Come a Chameleon." Okay. So, Do you have this on video? Can I see this on video? It might be on video somewhere. Uh, I'm starting to find some of the old Jiggy Jag TV uh, episodes and uh, putting them up on Facebook and YouTube. So that probably is somewhere in the stack. I'll have uh, to check that out. We have, uh, you know, I, 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 I yeah, would, Jiggy's uh, very diversified in some of his appearances. It's been pretty fun. I would He's often, not afraid to poke fun at himself with stuff. So. I would often well, sing uh, Billy Idol uh, instead of I, uh, um, Eyes Without a Face. I would sing it I Supply the Fish and uh, <laughs> just weird things like this. But uh, <laughs> just expressing yourself, man, having fun, letting loose. But Amir, if you ever really want to hear my like music selection, I have a dance playlist on YouTube. Nice. <laughs> Of course I'll you do. Cheap plug, cheap plug. So, Send me everything. Send so, me everything for so, sure. So, Amir, how do we find you on social media, download your music, buy your music, everything? Yes. This is tricky because, I mean, of course you can go to my website, amirshahid.com, which is A-M-I-R-S-H-A-H-E-E-D.com. And you can also go on Instagram, which I'm going to be changing to uh, Rich Reality TV. I'm going to be changing my Insta, but right now my Insta is unlimited prosperity. So you it's are, too long. You are way, right. way too smart and way too talented to be talking to all of us today. Good <laughs> 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 Lord. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're all people. We're all in this thing we call life, this dream we're in together. So... I mean, you know, it's a dream right now, but hopefully it turns that way. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, we're in this thing together. So, uh, but, um, yeah, that's my Insta and that's where you can find my music and, uh, new music to come, new music to come, new blends, new sounds that I'm interested in. I even have a, a um, a soft rock artist, which a lot of people, kind of hate on soft rock for some reason now i say oh that's not rock enough you know i don't know why it's kind of it's kind of messed up but uh 
You know, there's there's this rock artist I like. He's younger, of course. You know, you guys named a lot of like OGs, you know, but this guy is younger, kind of closer to my age. His name is um. Have you guys ever heard of Young Blood? Yes. Oh, you have. Uh huh. Yeah. What do you think of his like his his deliveries and his his sound? Well, see, I I had my uh, my my uh, my hip hop card taken away from me several years ago by by a few rappers. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not at a liberty to comment. <laughs> well, go look him up. He's not he, he he he's soft rock. He's soft rock. Go look him oh. up. He's soft rock. Young blood. Y U N G. I think it's B L U D. Look him up right now. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah. but, but besides your, uh, I got something to say, uh, how, how's it been doing streaming-wise as, as far as Spotify and everything? Organically, it's been pretty good. You know, I've had a few people reach out to me um, uh, about curating, you know, it on a few playlists and actually, um, you know, enhancing it. Uh, so... Uh, it's, it's, it's been d- doing pretty good for the audience it's geared towards. Um, and, you know, I think with a little bit more, you know, marketing and a little bit more, um, you know, doing just just working overall and, and actually doing some shows and, and putting some, some visual content behind it, I think it could definitely um, enhance it. Uh, we do have some visuals behind it that would be coming out. Um, I would say very soon in the next couple months or so that people need to stay tuned for um, some some real good visuals. Uh, that's that's where my my real passion lies. at is the is the visual side of things, the the content, you know, um, connecting a vision behind the 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 the, the, the words and the lyrics. And so, um, yeah, that's why I think collaborating with people like. Uh, young blood and stuff like that would be would be great. Did you guys see him? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to stalk him here on social media. Yeah, that's where you gotta watch out. <laughs> she has this habit of stalking people, so it's okay. Jay, Jay, Go to Jay, unlimited, Jay. unlimited prosperity. You'll see a mirror, and um, okay, you can actually stay tuned for when I do add on that that special Insta. Well, all my all my loyal supporters can come to. See, I can't spell your last name. Shahid S H A G E D. Maybe I should change my last name. Maybe I should change my last name to the Don. Some Amir the Don or something like that. <laughs> Amir the Don. Something, right? <laughs> something simple. <laughs> So uh, you've you've got all this you've got all this music out there. You're you're making all sorts of new fans. Um, what what are you wanting to do next? Honestly, do the visual content, uh, you know, and and explore all of the different outlets in entertainment. You know, um, I don't just narrow my entertainment down to just you know, musical sound, but just, you know, I like the piano, you know, I like, uh, I like, uh, you know, a few musical parody. I like a little, a little musical comedy. I like to do everything 
with with entertainment that has to do with music uh and and you can do so many different things just like you like you say you're at a wedding and you were doing these karaoke's which is in a sense is kind of like a parody you know it's kind of like a, a musical entertain entertaining parody and so that that's another form of expression and so you you put um, that over but bet better than i could have i would have just said my i was an idiot but uh you're like you need to give yourself more credit for sure that was definitely <laughs> a uh, expression that was definitely a, 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 in a sense a, a entertaining parody that i'm sure people were entertained from people actually in the world i'm sure would actually book tickets to go see people do musical parodies. You'll be surprised. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I sound this young blood dude. It's kind of, haven't listened to anything, but he kind of makes me think he's like a goth boy band person from the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to look at him. I mean, he's got a unique look. He, goth he looks, boy Oh, he, he does. He looks he does. like, he, he, yeah, he looks like he's a cross between the Backstreet Boys and Marilyn Manson. He, lo- he looks like someone that Michael Nagy would love to interview. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like. I, I definitely feel like I like what he talks about. I like his Young expression blood. because it's, it, his expression comes from his experience, and that's that's what I can feel when I hear his art. I hear I hear a genuine, uh, uh, genuine uh, experiences, and like he really has gone through some of the things he talks about, and he has some he has something to say, and I relate to anybody that just has something to say. He uh, he he looks like uh, maybe the 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 guy who. Uh, Sang that song in the '80s here in my car. Maybe that's maybe. Uh, uh, oh, he doesn't look like Michael Casey. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> he's he, he's an interesting right, individual with the uh, with, with the turn up lip and everything. So, so uh, Amir, I guess before we let you go, um, once again, how can we find your music and be in touch with you and everything? Once again, stay in touch at Unlimited Prosperity. Hopefully people can spell that. If you can, then we'll stay in touch. If you can't spell it, then oh well. Uh, you know. Ah, yes! You know. The... If you can come to my site, <laughs> if you can spell that, then we're meant to be. You know, I'm pretty sure some people might have a harder time. You know, Peter Chokolowski, like how the hell do you even start with a last name like that? That's right. So if he can... If it's easy can, if you're in Eastern Europe, but I mean, you know. Right. Yeah, but for Americans, you know, we don't speak oh, yeah. English damn way. So, uh, you know, according to the, the Europeans, we don't speak proper English. Well, we don't. We speak American English. But you <laughs> we know, speak American English. Hey, There's we Jay speak American spray. English, but one thing I did learn from watching some documentary is that the British start speaking like that purposely to separate themselves from the normal speaking English people to become to to sound more elegant and to to to, to mark themselves as a more richer class. A lot of people might not know that. So essentially, people that speak like that might think they're a richer class than Americans. So I don't know. Well, this hey, is Paul folks got Paul ways. Yeah, maybe so. But we're not all poor, you know. We might have, you know, rich tendencies, believe it or not. And I think most Americans have a lot to say, you know. Oh we stick it to those Brits, I think. <laughs> well, Amir, you are uh, <laughs> definitely very entertaining. 
I have I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed this. I think they have as well. And uh, oh yeah, I uh, I look forward to you uh, chatting with us more down the line, my friend. Thank you. Absolutely, looking forward to it, you guys. Thanks for having me, and uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And where are you guys at, by the way? Just curious. Like, Kansas, middle of Kansas, basically. Middle of Kansas. <laughs> yes. Middle of Kansas. You're in Kansas. You don't have an accent, though. Yeah, yeah, well, we no, do. We don't really have an accent, oh. you know. It's like and Texas people make you know, you go farther south, like deep part of Oklahoma and upper Texas, then you get the accents. Or you get yeah, over but- to Arkansas. Where Jay's from, where you know her and her dad were the same couple, but it's different. But and just kidding, Jay, don't hurt me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if I don't pick on her, people would be wondering. So, <laughs> well, thank and, you, Amir. See, we go down south, and people think that people from Kansas have an accent. Interesting. Yeah, I have some family in Arkansas, actually, my German side of the family, the Hutchisons. You might know some of the Hutchisons, actually. Asa Hutchison, which is the governor for Arkansas. He's, no, uh, he's, one of he's joking. I am born and bred and raised in Kansas. In Kansas, born and bred and raised in Kansas. Mayor being a name dropper, governor of Arkansas. There we go, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I try not to drop names, but... Yeah, I'm just having fun with you, brother. <laughs> well, thank Appreciate you, Amir. It. You you have been fun, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Talk to you soon. You guys have a good one. Appreciate it. There he goes, Amir Shahid. That dude is cool. So, I still can't find him. So uh, I'm trying to spell his name on purpose. We are going to attempt to call Carlos back and see if we can get him in here. Uh. Mm-hmm. We will see. My God, he took you serious about me being from Arkansas. Maybe. Because I can just spew stuff off the top, and I mean. Carlos Conchizo. Conchizo. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. And then I got Tenma Colorado calling me on the phone. Tenma Colorado, hello! great Larry King would say <laughs> hey Larry King <laughs> let's see if Carlos will join us look hey. at that Hello. There, he is. there he is holy smokes <laughs> How are you guys? pretty good actually G- give me a couple seconds here and we will uh, get off and run in here we are back live here with uh, and I know I'm going to butcher that last name but uh, Carlos Canchizo is that right Conchezo. Conchezo. Okay. It's one e, one e jig. I I knew I knew I was gonna uh, I knew I was gonna butcher it at at some point with this, but uh, we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here. We also have uh, Jay Bird Wells with her fabulous. uh, I I guess those are an ode to David the Gnome or or something, and uh, then we also have Mr. John Mosier, or as I like to refer to him, the biggest star in the business. Don't believe him? Just ask him; he'll tell you. And uh, then (laughs) we have Carlos, and Carlos, who is that? next to you there that 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 fine young gentleman with the nice haircut that's a press agent that's mr marcos conchezo he's my son he's here with me today and uh yeah we're excited to be here thank you so much now carlos uh you and your son have traveled to over 90 countries tell us a little bit about this this is uh, this is just amazing my man 
Ah, thank you. Yeah, actually, I have taken him. I have, I have traveled to 93 countries myself, but I have taken him to 76 already. You know, 76 countries, seven wonders of the world, you know, uh, six continents. It has been a lot of great uh, memories, experiences. Yeah. Wow. So... <laughs> Did, did, are you guys basically you, you just jump in the jump in the car, jump on the plane, and just go to countries? Is that a hobby, or <laughs> well, well, what's the deal here, baby? Tell me about all this. Well, uh, yeah, we 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 plan it. We plan it with a, sometimes a couple of days ahead, sometimes months, you know, depending. Uh, one of our goals is uh, I want Marcos to win the record Guinness as the youngest kid to visit all countries. So you uh. know. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's what I that's what I do. You know, thank God, uh, <laughs> I my my business I can do it from anywhere around the world. You know, like and uh, I I'm able to do that from a computer. So when Marcos is off from school, we I take him. You know, almost everywhere everywhere we can. So uh, what 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 are your guys' frequent flyer miles look like? Good lord, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, we we are uh, you know above the ruby level in all those you know like Delta, American Airlines, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 get to travel uh, for free to a lot of places too with those miles, and also uh, with the American Express card. You know, we get a lot of miles, so it's very important to. <laughs> To use those. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. So Marcos, are you like an international playboy already going to all those places? <laughs> oh my god. Didn't say anything. He said, are you an international playboy, you know? <laughs> Do the women come out there and go like, hey, what's up, big guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got that Savoir Fair going. He's going like, yeah, when I was in the Riviera, you know, to the girls at school. And they're like, oh wow, he really was. <laughs> that's awesome so uh so carlos tell me about some of the different countries that you and your son have visited because uh, uh i was just blown away when 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 i got this uh from your press people they're like uh carlos and his son have traveled over 90 countries i'm like what <laughs> i have to talk to these people <laughs> yeah really it only started about six years ago you know like we haven't been you know, travel. All this traveling has been, you know, lately. Uh, our our first big trip was uh, in Rio de Janeiro. You know, the FIFA World Cup, uh, and it's because through my company there was a, a a big contest, and I won that one. It was only you could only win one person per continent. I was the one chosen for for North America. So my son and I, we had a chance to go there to the FIFA World Cup, and right there, that's that trip was really important because that's uh we went to christ the redeemer uh there and that's oh, when that's we so realized cool. it, it was one of the seven wonders of the world you know one of the seven modern wonders and uh we were like hey you know we want to go to all six at that time i didn't have the money to do it you know but uh because like i said that was a, a trip that i earned but i said you know what I, I don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'll do it so it took us almost two and a half years to go to the second seven wonder but then we with the other five we did it in less than six months we did it very fast so uh that trip to rio de janeiro is what still to this day and marcos probably agrees with that is it was our favorite trip right best trip. best trip the one with the best memories and everything and it was also father's day when we went to the game there oh that's sweet 
It's great timing. That is fantastic. So, so Marcus, uh, besides yes. Rio, where's the most favorite place you've been so far? I like China too. China. China. The Great Wall of China. Great Wall of China. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, the Great Wall of China was very impressive too. He wanted to walk the whole thing. We were like, no, we don't have time for that. <laughs> he wanted to walk all the way. I'm like, come back. Right, Marcus? Yeah, that was good. So you guys have, have, have traveled the world. Uh, Carlos and his son have traveled over 90 countries. Uh, so besides some of these, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the contest winning with the World Cup, but what are some of these other countries? What made you guys want to go to these countries? Yeah, also uh, I'm, a big, I'm an influencer for, uh, for hard, hard Rock, the Hard Rock Cafe. So they, they have sponsored a couple of my trips, you know. So I, um, they have over 200 hard rocks around the world. I have visited already 157 of them. So that has helped as well. We try to go to those big cities where they are located. And it's because when I, uh, you know, I grew up in Cuba, you know, the first 18 years of my life, I was in Cuba, you know, very poor, very humble. And, uh, and then I moved to Spain, and the first restaurant that I visited there that my brother took me in Madrid was Hard, Hard Rock Cafe in Madrid. So that's when I realized I'm, uh, I was looking at the menu. At, at that time, it said that uh, they were located in over 100 countries. I didn't even know, you know, at the age of like 20 or so, I, I mean 18, I didn't know there were over 100 countries. And, but I said, you know what, one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it there. And, and actually, I was supposed, we were supposed to be over 100 countries already by now, but because the virus and everything, we haven't been able to. This is the first spring break that we don't get to travel. But it's all right. You know, everything will be fine soon. That's awesome. We have got uh, two great guests with us today, Carlos and his son. They are uh, world travelers, literally world travelers. They've traveled to over 90 countries. Uh, So with this whole thing, what are some of the top, for instance, uh, give, give us the top five countries you guys have visited. Tell us about some of these. Top five, I... I really love uh, Dubai. Was impressive, right, Marcos? Dubai. We were, six star hotel. There were six star hotels. You know, like the hotels are amazing, and they have the biggest everything. They have the big, the biggest airport, the large, the biggest mall, the tallest building. You know, they are all about that. And uh, we, we were there six days, and we were just talking about it like two days ago. We were doing the the ATV in the <laughs> robots get killed there. Uh, yeah, we we also um, yeah. What was that? That's that's amazing. All, all so so uh, so. Do you each have uh, as as a, as far as the top five countries? Do you guys have different lists, or or is it pretty much you know the same across the board? What are some of your favorite markets? Other than China, China, Brazil, you know, Dubai. I really enjoy a lot when we went to uh, Greece. Greece is amazing. You know, we went to Athens, Greece, Mykonos. Yeah, Greece was nice. Greece was very nice. And, uh, huh? I was just going to say, what was your favorite place there in Greece? Uh, Athens. Remember, when, Marcus, when we were walking through all the monuments and everything? You know, Athens was pretty cool. And in Mykonos, we, I remember we rented a car there and you know it was like a convertible we went to all the beaches there it was, it was a lot of fun there and um we also enjoyed uh, india india was very special too 
You know, it's Egypt? Big, different cultures. Egypt. In Egypt, we rode a camel. Oh, oh wow. That's awesome. It was so hot. Oh, what uh, about Jordan with the donkey? Oh, tell them, tell them about Jordan. Jordan, uh, yeah, we went to we, Jordan. We, we rode um, donkeys at Jordan. Wow. Yeah. The Those can be as stubborn as the camels. No, it's a, screw that donkey. I want the camel. <laughs> yeah, the camel was fun. Yeah. No, those things are pretty high. I didn't know, oh, you know, yeah. so high. And we were like, what? And it was over 100 degrees there, Fahrenheit. It was so hot. We went like in July or August. <laughs> I don't recommend going in the summer. It was a dry heat, right? Just kidding. Huh? I said it was a dry heat, right? Just kidding there. Yeah, Speaking right. smart, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we also enjoy cruises a lot. You know, like cruise, cruise ships is a way to travel a lot because you get to like just go to the important places and go back on the ship. So, and you know, but uh, yeah, I, I recommend guys. I know not, not everyone can do it, but uh, you know, because we couldn't do it for, for many years, but I recommend to spend money you know in experiences instead of just buying stuff you know instead of just buying you know like the newest playstation or the biggest tv or whatever you know like experiences uh this morning you know i was just looking at uh, pictures and i sent him some pictures and, and his mom and you know we were just looking at pictures from like five six years ago and that that's priceless you know that's why that's why those, those memories are, are better than just just like a new car, you know. Yes, and and I I will have to uh, commend you on on that whole thing because, uh, yeah, I've often been been told by various people they're like, well, why, why do you go do all these different things? And I'm like, it's the experience, the yeah. adventure. It's the adventure, you know. And so uh, so talk to us about some of the you know we, we've talked about all the cool stuff. <laughs> that happens when you guys go to these I'm countries. Yeah. Has there been any scary things that have happened? In, in, in any things you guys have been like, you know, I don't well, think we're going back here. Honestly, <laughs> in over 90 countries, uh, my only like bad experience like that, it was in, uh, in Russia, <laughs> Moscow. Moscow, Russia, I almost got killed there. You know, I, uh, that trip I went, I went with, uh, with my mom and Marcos, you know, my son. And they, it was like a layover, like a 15 hours uh, layover. And um, they, they decided to stay in the airport, so I just went out by myself. And when I went out by myself, you know, like uh, on the way back to the airport, it was dark, it was kind of snowing, you know, it was really cold. And, and one of the, the taxi drivers, you know, he locked all the doors, I couldn't open. And he was asking for, for money, you know, he's like, it's 600. I'm like, 600 what? I'm thinking it's their currency. Uh, no, $600. I'm like, you crazy? I, I didn't even pay from Miami to Moscow that much. And he's like, all right, uh, maybe you are not understanding. So he brought someone on, on Bluetooth, you know, on the speaker, saying like, bring him to the office. We're gonna disappear him. You know, like, it was like the Russian mafia, I guess. Holy I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And I usually don't travel with all that money, but uh, I had it with me. So I was like, you know what, let me give him this because, you know, it's my life and, you know, my mom and my son are at the airport. And so I, I just gave him the money and, and then, then when I gave him the 600, he's like, give me a hundred more. I'm like, what? So I'm like, open the doors first. So he opened the doors and I just ran out. 
but he dropped me off like two blocks away from the airport. But uh, but it's also my fault because I didn't pay attention. There was, you know, I recommend everyone traveling international and, and everything in general, you know, try to follow your guts. You know, I, I kept getting signs like, Someone told me, do not just take a taxi from the street, ask, ask the police. And I'm like, I'm not gonna ask the police for a taxi. But uh, you know, I was supposed to, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, and then uh, when, and there was a line of taxis and I was supposed to get into the taxi that was there. And this guy just showed up in a black Mercedes and he was like, no, no, he comes with me, he comes with me. And I, you know, just innocent. I'm like, okay, I'll go with you. You know, I didn't go with the taxi. I went with this guy that he didn't even have a taxi sign, you know? So just stuff like that, just, you know, and then I was supposed to take, then while I was inside the car, I saw a train that I knew there was a train going to the airport and there was a lot of traffic. And I, I was I was gonna tell him, hey, drop me off here at the train station. I'll pay you, you know, until now, until here. But uh, anyways, yeah, just, that, that was the most scary part. Jeez. I guess we were blessed. We've been in the favelas in Brazil, that is a really bad, bad places. We've been in the bad neighborhoods in Mexico, Cuba, and you know, in India, and many countries, but ne we never had any, any bad, bad, bad memories like that. That's awesome. In Mexico, they and tell you, you can't uh, drink the water and you can hardly brush your teeth in the water. What countries did you visit that you couldn't brush your teeth in the water? In the water? That really hasn't happened to us. No, no, no. That, that we, let me think. Yeah, when, when we go, we don't drink the water from the faucet or anything like that, but I, I haven't noticed. Right, Marcus? No, no, we haven't noticed that. No, no, we, uh, no, we, 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 that's not, we haven't noticed that. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> you've been, you've but, been uh, very lucky, Carlos. Very lucky. <laughs> <You've> been... <laughs> yeah. So, John, yeah, yeah. John, what, what, what do you make of the fact they almost disappeared him? <laughs> oh, that's, that's scary. That's way scary, especially, you disappeared over there in Russia. You aren't going to be found, I hate to say. <laughs> No, if, okay. you lose your, if you lose your passport, you can't get back. I, yeah, you, you have to go to the to the local embassy, you know, the U.S. embassy, and get one. And that that's another that's another story that we can tell you really quick. You know, for the the people listening, I didn't know. You know, even though I've been traveling so much, uh, to, I'm gonna give you two tips. You know, number one, if you travel a lot. Uh, you could get a passport for the same price that has 52 pages instead of 26. Like we kept renewing our passport, you know, like we're in our like fourth passport already or so because it was 26 pages. And then one day when I was applying, uh, it was like a question, something like, would you like to get for the same price 52? I'm like, yeah, I didn't know that. So that's one thing. Uh, this, this past summer, we did like a tour in, um, in Asia and we were we were going into Bali, Bali, Indonesia, okay. and we were went in there. Bali, Indonesia. They Marcos was not allowed to go in because he only had three pages left on his passport, and they require they require a minimum of like four four pages. They want to stamp. They want a whole page to stamp. So before you travel to some countries, make sure you have a lot of pages and and find out if you need a visa. If, you know. A lot of countries, you can get a visa when you land. You know, when you go there at the airport, at arrival, you get visas, but other countries, you have to request them in advance, you know? 
So that's not gonna happen to us again. Now we know we have to go to the to the embassy in Bangkok and get a, a Bangkok Thailand and get a like a, an emergency passport with with more pages. Wow. But then when we went to Bali, they, they they said no, we don't accept emergency passport. So we were like, forget it. We just we we had to spend the night at the airport. Wow. Is there any place you haven't been to that you want to go? Oh yeah, definitely. I I would love to go to uh, Morocco. You know Morocco. We haven't been there yet. And uh, Bora Bora is a very nice island. Bora Bora is a uh, Fiji. Um, yeah, there's a couple of places in Latin America that I haven't visited yet because, for example, Venezuela. The, the, you know it's very dangerous to go there now, but I heard it's beautiful. And uh, they require a visa that it takes more than a month. And uh, yeah, there's there's 196 countries, so I still have more than half way to go. So you guys, uh, you're 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 trying to get in the the Guinness Book. Uh, yeah. What what is the uh, the process? Have you have you talked with the Guinness Book people yet? Have they given you? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we fill out an application uh, first as the youngest kid to visit the seven wonders of the world, but they. They said that uh, they rejected it because Marcos has to be at least 16 to do that. And he just turned 14, so it's two more years to go. So, uh, Why to is apply. the age of problem? I guess they, they, they explained it to me. Uh, they don't want people taking advantage of kids, you know, like to break records oh, and things yeah. like that. Gotcha. Like, yeah. You know what I'm like, yeah. They, they just want them to be like older, 16, so that's. That, that, that's the thing. I, I think as of right now, the youngest person is like 22. It was a lady to do it. So, Marcus has a shot. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. He does have a shot at well, this. Well, countries, we, we like to talk to the people there. Uh, we help them too. You know, like we're always like, I remember one time, you know, a couple of times we brought suitcases of toys and things like that for the kids there. And, you know, that's, we, we love doing that. I think that's, that's awesome. Right. I think that's awesome. Well, uh, I guess before we let you go, I'll, I'll have John and Jay ask you some final questions here. Jay, uh, you have any final questions here before we turn it over to Mr. John to ask the final questions? Well, did you bring any knickknack homes? Uh, any any memorabilia? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, I collect the shot glasses from Hard Rock Cafe. I have visited 157 of them, so I have the, the shot glasses. And Marcos, what do you... I collect snow globes. Okay, snow that's globes. what I'm doing. That's know. awesome. That's uh, awesome. Marcos collects snow globes, and he has so many shelves full of them, full of those things. And uh, the most expensive one has, was in Zurich, in, in Switzerland. Most of snow globes, they are $10, $12. That one, the cheapest was like $36, $38. Jeez. Switzerland is very... What was it? Was it gold plated, Carlos? It's just like everything that is very, very expensive in, in Switzerland. Wow. That's where they have all the money, all the banks, and everything. So, John, do you have any final questions here for Carlos before we let him and his son go for today? One for both of them. What is the weirdest thing? in your opinions that you've seen when do through all your travels like you're just kind of like looking at it and you're like oh gosh no 
uh, I'm thinking like in uh, in India, you know, New Delhi. While we're driving, you see bulls and cows, you know, like going in the street, and um, right. When we went to Taj Mahal, I mean, we went to South Africa, but yeah, that's kind of normal in Africa because the safaris and things. But you're in the hotels, just in your hotel, just chilling, and you could see like a monkey go inside your room. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Africa. I, I really awesome. like Africa. Yeah, Africa, uh, they, they just take, you could be, let's say you're drinking a Coke and some chips, whatever, you just put it there to, on, on the table, and they just come and grab them. A little monkey. <laughs> little monkeys, yeah. That, that's one of my favorite countries too. That South Africa awesome. was amazing. Uh, we went with my dad for Father's Day, and we even went on top of like one of those hot air balloons. Hot air balloons was a lot of fun. Oh, sweet. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I appreciate different different cultures and everything, but uh, at the end, we're all we're all one. You know, we're all the same. Right. Yes. We're all after dreams and and to protect, you know protect our families and be happy and collect memories regardless of religion or country or status, whatever, you know? Everyone is so the same. That's what I'm noticing going to 90 countries. Everyone is different, but, but everyone is going after the same, you know, happiness and enjoy their families. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys joining us today, and uh, it's definitely been a fun conversation, and we'll have to do this again. Thank you, Carlos. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Happy Easter. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We are going to take a break and come back with more on the other side. It is the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Coast-to-coast and boda-to-boda. We have uh, got all sorts of things coming up. We're going to hopefully... Hopefully have them. Okay, we are going to do this. Okay, I think I've got everybody, maybe. <laughs> I yep. love that. I think I've got everybody, maybe. Uh, it's supposed to be ringing Mr. S- Mr. SC, the biggest star of business. Forget about what you've heard. Forget about ferrets and jello fights and all that stuff. and Dogs and sanders and gerbils and batting cages and... All the stuff. Amputees on exercise bikes. Amputees on exercise <laughs> bikes, too. Yes. Well, you know, yesterday the, the, the great Andy Zerger uh, told me that uh, he, I had someone make a request that uh, he come on this show. And he said, well, the only way I will come on if we can discuss midget strippers getting constipation. Oh, my God. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if... Uh, if that's possible, so uh, I I I I gotta ring South City here, because this th- this next segment that we're gonna be doing here is uh, his idea. <laughs> so I, I would hope I would hope that he can join us. There he is. Uh, forget about gerbils and batting cages. Forget about <laughs> ferrets and jello fights. Forget about. Uh, Gerbils and batty cages, I guess. Uh, we got Mr. SC in the building. What are you doing, South City? What's up? What's up with it, man? I'm just getting set up over here. <laughs> we have a segment coming up. Uh, 
We had a. Uh, I'm I'm waiting to get her 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 Skype information. Uh, we had a we had a porn star on years ago by the name of Miley Moore, and that day we had Mr. SC in studio, and he became obsessed with her, and, <laughs> and so for years. For good reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so he told me a couple weeks ago, he's like, everybody's in lockdown. When's the next Miley Moore interview? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's do this. So <laughs> we uh, we are going to have her on with us today here in about five, six minutes. But uh, while we're waiting, uh, what have you been up to, Mr. SC? Fill me and... Jay and John and on, on what you've been up to, brother. Man, just uh just working hard, uh trying to stay out of trouble, uh back doing art, uh, never stopped producing, kinda took a step back from music. Uh so here lately I've just been producing, uh playing guitar, still dabbling on piano, you know, just kinda staying under the radar, but uh currently I am uh starting recording on an EP. Something everybody can look forward to uh, the end of 2020. Uh, granted, if this COVID doesn't continue, I can really get back out there and get back to performing and hit somebody's stage. You know what I mean? No COVID song. <laughs> no, no trapped in the uh, quarantine. Yeah, this this quarantine is nuts, man. I'm going crazy. <laughs> see, see, I'm the only one. This song's trapped in the closet. Somebody needs to do trapped in the quarantine. Yeah, I'm a, I might have to put that on my list. <laughs> so uh, I am I am uh, communicating right now with the great Miley Moore on on uh, on Twitter. She is getting ready to send me her her uh, Skype information, and I will Skype her in here, Mister um, SC. Uh, I will have to say, uh, you over the last several years, uh, hell, last ten years or so, uh, I've known you for a heck of a long time. You always, you always reinvent yourself. And you still like Jiggy? <laughs> Jiggy is just kidding. Oh, I love him. No, man, it's something, it's something I've always done. I mean, if 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 I get one alter ego, there's always going to be another. So, you know, I went from uh, uh, the whole pig to uh, the great white and and. A few, a few things in between, and then I kind of landed on uh, the elephant in the room. You know what I'm saying? I remember days when I was hitting shows and Jiggy be there, and I'd be like, "Uh oh, it's the Phantom, Saline County Phantom." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, kind of landed on elephant in the room, and, and if you don't know the definition of that, Google does work. <laughs> but, <laughs> It's real, man. It's real. I will have to say, Mr. SC uh, has has always uh, been been one of my favorites from Salina. Uh, in fact, several uh, about a month ago, uh, I was chatting with the homies, sick and twisted, little, little Pachuca, and uh, yeah, they were just the other day. They were just on with us the other day, and they brought you up several times. They they put you <laughs> over. Salute, sick and twisted. That's my fan. That's my fam, man. For real. They, uh, they, they love you, brother. They, they made the comments about the, uh, about all the the guitar stuff you're doing and and everything else. So, 
Yeah, most definitely. That's that's familiar, man. We we go so far back. The whole sick and twisted family. I mean, it was like my brothers. So, uh, with this whole thing, with this music thing, uh, once you get out of quarantine, what 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 do you got coming down the line? Uh, nothing major. Just uh, just been. Working on some stuff for uh, Conscious Asylum, my homeboy uh, Big Slick, and uh, Conscious Asylum is a group out of California. So uh, I produce a couple on their mixtape, a couple on their first album, and uh, uh, did a hook or two on their second album. So I, I've just been behind the scenes. Like lately, I've tried to focus on more of behind the scenes stuff than like pushing myself as an artist. But uh, uh, I do got some tricks up my sleeve with as far as the EP and uh, uh, getting ready to get started recording on that. So, I mean, every, everybody was leaving 2019 like, oh, 2020 is going to be the year. 2020 is about to be. And then we get hit with this stuff and everybody at home. But, I mean, I never let uh, epidemic or anything stop me from doing what I love. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's awesome. We are going to do this. I am going to uh, hang up with everybody and add Miley Moore into the occasion. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we are going to have a, a, a heck of a time. Uh, it, is, it is Miley Moore. She is on the other side with us here in the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Matt Cote is calling me. Well, we're not going to be doing anything with Matt Cote. He's going to be uh, sitting on the sidelines here. Uh, that's what Matt Cote is going to be doing. That's what Matt Cote will be doing. But... Rolling. We got a shiny new conversation. Let's uh, ring the group, I guess, as they say. We're going to ring the group. We got a... Okay, there's Jay. And maybe there's Mr. SC. And John is going to come in at some stage Jay. of the game. And then we're going to squeeze everybody in here, and Miley may join us here in just a few seconds. We're going to ring her and see what happens. And we will uh, get this rolling. See, see hey, what Jake, kind of scared. This is like three really cool guests in a row so far. I know. It's like a record, I mean. And they have deep voices, too. Well, I I, 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 I will, I will assure you, Miley doesn't have a deep voice, so that's good. Whatever. Then Jay will be able to say it again to make me feel insignificant, you know. So, I am, uh, let's see here. Where the heck is she? I've got, I, I, I've got her on Skip Skype here, maybe. It's not letting me join, is what she's saying. What? That's the green button. What's going on here? There she is, maybe. Calling her. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll get everybody in here at some stage of the game. Let's try this. Let's let's 
see if we can do this because maybe maybe that's the problem maybe <laughs> maybe that's the problem i don't know we'll see what happens here she uh may be joining us hopefully calling miley moore miley moore hello oh that's the uh, that's the old uh okay let's do this <laughs> oh because... somebody deleted me from the conversation hold on where i'm, no, you're I'm still I'm, there I'm messing the with stuff back. hold on a sec let's do this let's pick up with everybody let's just call miley and then I'm gonna Skype in else. Okay, maybe not. Badoo. Okay. I'm gonna Skype her first. <laughs> Let's see if I can add everybody else to the might be too much. It might be. Ah, it might be the limit of Skype. Why in the world? What in the world? Uh, let me do this. Let me call her again here. Stop the air time. We need to get this going. Eh? We got the blood hours. Gotta call the blood hours. Those guys who were supposed to be on last one blew me off. So I'm going about this, mate. Ah! Okay. We're going to see what happens here. just reverse let's just reverse here Call me. We'll just do it that way. Try to call me. And then I'll just add everybody. We'll go that route. Maybe. I don't know. 
We'll see what happens here. Miley Moore. Giant butt. We like Miley Moore. I like Miley Moore. Okay. We're going to see what happens here. Maybe she'll call me. And then... Cause this is this 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 is fantastic riveting radio, by the way. Uh, Sunday radio broadcast. We are live on jiggyjaguar.com. J i g g y j g y r dot com. We're gonna see if Miley can just call me, and then I will bring in SC and I'll bring in the rest of them. Cause it's Skype. Oh, we're having all sorts of fun with Skype today. So, we're going to see, let me try her. Maybe I got to reboot Skype. Maybe that's what we ought to get a freaking do. Maybe that's what I got to do is reboot Skype. Let me do this. Close Skype. Just close the whole damn thing down. Just close the whole damn thing down and we'll just start over. <laughs> we'll just start all the way over. Oh. It is just absolutely insane here. Let's try this. Son of a bitch. Just keep... Oh, wait. Holy smokes, it's working. (laughs) Holy smokes. Let me do this. Let me go grab our, our cohorts here, and we will do it to it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I have had all sorts of interesting things go on with Skype. One day I couldn't use my keyboard. One day <laughs> one day one day I had to go in through another computer using TeamViewer to be able to type in someone's <laughs> name. So today we haven't been able to get people on the air. <laughs> so we're gonna see. If we can oh, no, make my laptop's gonna die. <laughs> Where's my charger? So I think Okay. As I as I said earlier, I had some issues the other day with Skype where I couldn't uh, well, I I couldn't make any calls. And then oh. I had uh, a deal one day where I could make calls, but in order to make calls, you got to have use of the keyboard. So <laughs> I've had all sorts of fun with Skype. And so today we uh, were trying to get Miley Moore on, and uh, with the situation, we couldn't add her to the Skype. So <laughs> I went ahead, I rebooted Skype, and uh, I shut it down, brought it back up, and I think I've got everybody. Uh, let's Hi. see here. We've got we've got John, we've got Jay, uh, we lost Miley, and we lost SC. 
so it's become a fun, fun day. Uh, let's see here. I think we've got SC back. Oh, my God. Skype is just so much fun. It just... It, Miley, I think, has rejoined us. Miley, can you hear us? I can. My computer Fantastic. died on me. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> As Miley is quarantined at home with all sorts of uh, people that... Uh, we don't want to put on video. So, <laughs> she is joining us today via audio. But, uh, Miley, this, you were on this, you were on the Sunday radio broadcast about, God, seven to ten years ago. I know. It's been a really long time. And that day, we had a gentleman by the name of Mr. SC in the studio. And he is fascinated by you. And every time I interview any porn girl, it doesn't matter if she's a webcam girl. It doesn't matter if it's Joanna Angel. I get told, when's Miley Moore coming back on? So today we have Mr. SC joining us. What's up, Miley? How you doing? Hey, I'm <laughs> so, so, Miley, talk to us a little bit about uh, what you've been up to uh, in the uh, adult industry since we talked. Oh, wow. Um, I've been really busy. I've been doing convention after convention. I was... Um, I was nominated last year for favorite female fetish performer for FetCon. I was uh, nominated for uh, a BBW Newcomer Award like this past uh, January. I didn't get them. But it was still really, really cool to be nominated. But I've just been busy. I've just been traveling. And then the quarantine happened, and I'm just stuck in Ohio. <laughs> 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 that that that's a bad place to be stuck in Ohio. What, 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 what do you think about that, SC? <laughs> what, 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 would, would you want to be stuck in Ohio, sir? Well, uh, not particularly. But I, I just want to ask something. You said a BBW award. Are you considered BBW? The really me- the really messed up thing about um, the term BBW is very broad. Even back when I first started porn and I was teeny tiny and I had abs and a, like a 45-inch ass, I was considered a BBW then because I wasn't mainstream porn. I wasn't the typical 115 pounds, so I was always, I was always considered BBW, always. Shame on them. Nothing against the BBWs, but I mean, your category should just be super thick and that's it. You, you, would, you would think so, but the, the, term is, the term is so broad. But even when I started porn, I was fresh out of the army, and I was considered BBW, and, like, I had, like, I had abs. I can't find abs now, but I had abs. <laughs> I, had, I had toned, like, everything, and I was still considered BBW then, and I was toned, like, everywhere. <laughs> well, I, I salute you for your service. Never knew you were in the army. Oh, you're welcome. I wasn't doing much. How long did you serve? Uh, six years. Sit so, wow. Yeah, I, wow. I actually I actually joined one month after nine eleven. I I came in October thirty first. Holy after 9/11. smokes! <laughs> wow. Fact. Wow. Was it, were, were you in the process of going to be before or did no? Was that, um, <laughs> no, I joined. It was my decision right after nine eleven. Yep. So they just fast fast tracked me in. I was a wow. baby back then. So, real, real quick, I wanted to ask you, before anything else, 
Where can people follow you on social media and where's the best place to see Miley Moore content? Oh, you know what? Follow me on Twitter. Twitter is pretty much the only platform I use. And it's like at Miley Moore, M-Y-L-I-E-M-O-O-R-E. And of course, the best place to find my stuff is on my OnlyFans. <laughs> so yeah, so check out my OnlyFans. And it's the same thing, OnlyFans slash Miley Moore. Okay, jotting that down. Well, you can also find me, like, I have a ton of new stuff on uh, Plumper Pass, too. Plumper Pass, that's a new one for me. Yes, I, 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 I have not heard of that uh, that platform. <laughs> M- Miley, tell us a little about this. Well, Plumper Pass, is, Plumper Pass is bigger girl, so it's like ass, 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 and really huge boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You, you, you will get no argument out of me and Mr. SC on that one. <laughs> Good lord. So uh, so so Miley Moore joins us today. She is uh live with us here on Skype and uh we have uh, a special guest who set this whole thing up today, Mr. SC, the uh the phantom himself in the building. And uh <laughs> we've got Jay Bird Wells and uh Mr. John Mosier uh with us as well. And uh so Miley uh Talk to us about what you've got on your OnlyFans for folks to uh, take advantage of while, while they're in lockdown and quarantine. Oh, wow. So my OnlyFans, well, it's mostly interracial, tons of solo, and a bunch of me doing a lot of stupid stuff. So if you just want to see some really candid stuff and then some sex scenes, like, my OnlyFans is where you need to be. And it's, it's affordable. It's only five ninety nine a month. Wow. Look at that. Not too bad. So... Yeah. You've got photos up there. You've got videos. Uh, oh, yeah, I have I have lots of videos. I think I have. You know what? Let me let me check real quick. I'll see how many videos I have up. It's a lot because I like I spend a ton of time on it. Well, cool. So are we interviewing her in June? Uh, what are are you going to be doing any conventions or anything this year, Miley? Or well, that's the thing. Everything is so up in the air. I don't even know. I don't even know what's happening. Like Chicago Exotica got canceled. X-Biz, um, X-Biz for industry only is supposed to be next month. And to be honest, I just don't, I don't see much of anything happening. Like people, people are canceling their flights and their Airbnbs and their hotel reservations like everywhere. I thought uh, Chicago changed it to June. They they did. It was supposed to be in April, but yeah, they changed it to June. But but the thing is, I don't know. I can't even predict that far. Actually, my job in the army dealt with like biological and chemical and radiological warfare. So I'm like, this shit could be around forever. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow, that that is. Uh... So, so talk to us a little bit more about that. Uh, you 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 did. Uh... That is that is pretty amazing. We're talking with a porn star today who uh, fought biological warfare in the army, uh, <laughs> Mr. SC. I'll have to have you book more interviews, sir. <laughs> hey, well, you, know, you know I'm game. So, so Miley, uh, talk to us about that from from a perspective of of when you were in the military. What well, you know? Give us your take on this whole thing. This whole COVID thing. Uh oh, did we lose her? I'm back. My screen like just went bye bye. Um, yeah. So in the army, uh, my job was 74 Delta. So I dealt with chemical, radiological, biological, and nuclear warfare. 
Wow. wow. So do you think this was generated? I kind of do. <laughs> I think, to be honest, to be honest, I think somebody's taking, you know, a play from the Spanish uh, and French playbook from back in the day. When you when you introduce a virus that nobody has immunity to, it, this happens. Yeah. And we and we won't even it, we won't even see it like slow down until people start creating a natural immunity with their own bodies, which that's just something that. It takes its process. <laughs> so do you people say that um, China did it to get rid of um, the protesters, and then somebody else could have introduced it in China just to, um, I don't know, look at what one hand's doing while the other hand's. I've read, I've else. thought I've thought about it, and um, to be honest, I'm not sure. I I kind of do see when viruses that are brand new pop up. They very rarely pop up like this. It's literally, a, it's literally, it's a SARS, you know, virus, but it's a brand new strain of SARS. For, so for a new virus to just pop up, it just like really makes me wonder. And then some people are like, well, so many of their own people have died. This is, it wouldn't be the first time a country has like used its own people in war and sacrificed them. It's collateral damage. Especially <laughs> yeah. over in China. Yeah, it's it's literally collateral damage. They have such a high population; they're not missing a few thousand people. Well, wasn't it Bill Gates who was saying a couple of years ago that we needed to decrease the population, and now he's saying, "Here, have a have a vaccine. You'll be okay." I've been I've been watching I've been watching the news on it, and like, uh, yeah. So now they're talking about a vaccine. The thing is, like, vaccines are a slow process. You have to be very weary of a vaccine that is made overnight. Like the oh God, yeah. Twenty-two month process. Yeah, even or even or even longer. Some vaccines take years and years to make. Um, in they're they're testing in Africa right now, and they're having a lot of people die from the testing process. Like I, I don't know, I don't know if anybody knows, but you guys remember the Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls? Yes. Oh yeah. Those were actually created in memorial of the children that died when the first uh, polio vaccine came out. They died from the polio vaccine because it just was swallowed. So new vaccines scare the crap out of me. It's, it, it does. There's no, there's no way you can just pump out a vaccine in a few months and expect it not to people. <laughs> Even with the flu vaccine, people still get the flu. Yeah, I, you know what, to be honest, I haven't got the flu vaccine since I stopped taking it in the Army. Like, I used to have a really bad, re we used to get the nasal mist, and um, they actually tested the nasal mist on soldiers, and we were yeah. some of the first people to ever get the nasal mist, and I used to get deathly sick after getting the nas nasal mist, and then, uh, like, I wasn't allowed to take the nasal mist anymore, because they got, like, really bad, like, my reaction, so I could only get the shot, but I haven't, I haven't got the shot since I left the army, and I don't get the flu, like, ever, and the past two conventions, like, like, in my suite, all my roommates all had the flu, but not me. Twice at two conventions. <laughs> One of the, In the biggest, same way. Yeah, I just don't get it. <laughs> wow. One of the biggest things you can take to boost the immune system for the COVID is a tonic water and zinc. Girl, I take colloidal silver. And I don't. I know. Seriously, like the last two, the last two conventions. At my, like, starting off, my roommates were, like, really sick, puking, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, I'm not getting that shit. So, like, when I travel, I take colloidal silver with me, and, like, I just take a sip. When I get off a plane, I take a sip of it. The one person who got better the next day was the one person who agreed to take a sip of it, and she got better the next morning, and she was good to go. 
I have used that before too. To. So. I was, yeah, I love Flail. <laughs> I was giggling because I thought, oh, hey, this is somebody I could talk to more than just today. <laughs> We've got Miley Moore with us today. Uh, she joins us live here on Skype. We also have uh, the fantastic John Mosier and uh, Jay Bird Wells. And, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the phantom himself, Mr. SC in the building. And, uh, and, and SC, we're, we're, we originally went into this as a porn interview, and now we're getting education from the porn star because of her military experience. Bravo, bravo, sir. <laughs> I've I've told you before that porn stars are not stupid and they're actually pretty brilliant. Well, really not. Like a lot of us, like I know lots of porn stars that hold PhDs. I'm in my third degree. Oh, wow. I have I have a master's in business management and I have an associate's in science and I've I'm, I'm almost done with a bachelor in geology. I'm I'm sure you could teach me something, girl. I'm a pro at all things hard and soft, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be yes. nice and not go there. Yes. So, so I, heard, I heard you mention at the conventions you have roommates. So do you have a lot of industry friends? Do you you guys just like hang out at all the conventions? Well, you know what? Like for us, the conventions are really work, so um, it can become very expensive us to do so like we all just like hoard together in a hotel room to save thousands of dollars oh god damn so, they're like they're like pro wrestlers john they're, they're, exactly <laughs> i do i do more comic cons than gun conventions but i could just imagine at a porn convention that there's still going to be that one person that you have to smile at but not really like oh there's lots of those there's so many of those people but it's like Sometimes, sometimes you just have to like look at someone and be like, "Do I want to go there today, or should I just just not?" Keep them up, sometimes I'm like, "I just won't go there," but then sometimes I get just irritated. I'm like, "No, I'm telling her off today," and then I don't. <laughs> so it's kind of like when you see that guy with the kind of semi bald head, glasses, and a pink suit jacket. Yeah, you're like, "Oh God, do I want to?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just describe Jiggy? Yes. Yeah, I was just picking on the porn guy. So, so it sounds like uh, Miley might need security at her next event. Uh, SC, are, are you willing to volunteer your services? I am available and I am ready. <laughs> as long as he lets me pass through security, we'll be good. <laughs> We, we can't make that happen. <laughs> so, hey, at Exotica on Fridays, girls get in free. <laughs> well, Jiggy's supposed to be getting me in for Chicago, but if they're going to cancel Chicago, I can't make Vegas. We, we, we may we may end up having to resort to going to Jersey, which, which will make uh, a young man somewhere very happy. Oh, I know he would be very happy to show me Jersey. <laughs> I just did I just did my first Jersey Exotica not too long ago, and like Jersey Exotica is huge like it's huge it's bigger than all the other exoticas really although we had we had some uh some drama this past uh this past like jersey exotica though there was a guy who was faking tests and he like shows up at the convention just imagine just imagine a guy showing up at the convention and there's like 200 people readily available to like kick his ass like he'd been faking a test for over a year what do you mean wow. faking a test? Like an STD test? Yep, yep. He was he was just um, editing a... See, you're not supposed to go off a of PDF. You're supposed to actually check, you know, the um, the talent testing website. But yeah, he'd been editing a uh, 
PDF for over a year. Like over a year. It was it was like it was mad crazy. There was a lot of like see our our industry is not as big as you think it is. So like literally we're like a small ancestrious family. <laughs> but um but yeah like and like if you've been faking a test for a year, do you know how quickly it could go so wrong? Like oh, yeah. quickly. Insanity. Yeah, so what type of like consequences is it for stuff like that? Well, okay. job so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If you fake, if you fake a test, then um, talent testing will ban you. I'm pretty sure I recall them saying that they will ban for life. Plus, nobody, nobody um, of substance will shoot you. What was really messed up is he was working for a major company, but that's a whole different, uh, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> put, his, put his ass under the jail. Uh, I, just, I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it because I'm like, I mean, it, it, it does get expensive. I mean, we pay like $200 every two weeks, so it does get expensive, but he was working for a major company, so I'm like, you. but the company knew too, but I'm like, you couldn't afford to get tested or not even tested by your doctor and like that. You said you paid $200 every two weeks for a test all year long? Oh, yeah. It gets, I write it off my taxes. It gets expensive. Like, it gets so expensive. But the oh. talent testing is um, they're going to start working with, um, or what's it called, Quest, Quest Diagnostics. So, um, so there's, like, the possibility of them to start um, accepting insurance. Because right now, no one accepts insurance for our testing. And it, yep. it does get expensive. It does get expensive. So Miley, I, I, we've got Miley Moore with us today. She joins us live here on Skype Audio. We also have with us Mr. SC and Mr. John Mosier and Jaybird Wells with her uh, weird <laughs> David the Gnome looking... They're I, just I, like I, I, I don't know what those elf are. Ears. I have those same elf ears. <laughs> So, so you could do the Ferengi ear massage on my ears. <laughs> so, Miley, if I do, if I, if you do a, a Google search on you, it pulls up some photos from, albeit MySpace, of, uh, of you and Ron Jeremy at at, at a couple conventions. Uh, what do you make of the fact that Ron Jeremy just pretty much just got? escorted out of the building as far as the uh, adult industry goes they just threw the guy out oh you know what i have i have very mixed feelings i have very mixed feelings because like they escorted him out but they literally have a known rapist who was nominated for several awards what? so oh girl <laughs> There's a lot going on in the industry right now. That that turned That's SC's it. head. <laughs> yeah. Like this, okay, so Ron Jeremy has always been a perv. But he, well, but, yeah. But I, can't speak, I can't speak on everybody. He's always been pervy. Always. As long as I've ever known him, he's always been pervy. But he's never been blatant disrespectful, though. He got, he got, I guess he got in trouble for, like, inappropriate touching. Maybe he grabbed an ass. I don't know, because I wasn't there. But, like, they literally have a known rapist who was nominated for many, many awards, and all you got to do is do a Google search, and you'll find out who it is. And that, that to be honest, that hurts. Because I'm like, the guy that was nominated for so many awards is like a legit, verified, bad guy. I'm not talking, I'm not talking just rape cases. I'm talking about, like, 
violently hurting people during scenes. Hurt, like, I'm not talking about he smacked an ass too hard. I'm talking about he choked her out, she passed out, tried to smother her. Holy shit. I'm talking bad stuff. Like, John, I'll hold him, you punch. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so it, gives, it gives me very mixed feelings because, like, I don't know, Ron, Ron has always been, like, a little touchy, but he's never been, like, blatantly disrespectful, so I don't know. But if you know Ron Jeremy, just, like, from the past, you know that's what he does. I mean, I've seen, I've seen videos of, like, Girl, it's like if you're a female and you in the industry or you want to get in, if you get a little close to Ron Jeremy, he might just tap that ass. You know, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, when I first when I first met him, I did something that I thought years later should I not have done that. I touched his dick during a photo. But years later, I questioned myself. I'm like, oh my god, I probably shouldn't have touched his dick. It was probably really inappropriate for me to like touch it with my arm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the same thing happened with Jiggy one time. I mean, gosh, you know. <laughs> I mean, so, some people, some people are okay with touching. Like, I, me personally, I don't like touching. I don't like. Pe- and then, like later on, I was like, man, I probably shouldn't have touched his dick. Like, maybe that like upset him, and I didn't know it. But only because like these days, it's all about you know consent. Everything is about consent these days, and you hear more about consent. So, but when I started porn, when I when I started porn, nobody asked consent to do it, do anything like ever. So, but the times have changed. So when you do a scene, is it all scripted out of what you can and cannot touch according to everybody's like likes and dislikes? Um, some, okay, some companies do do a, um, a checklist of what's okay and what's not okay. You're supposed, you're supposed to have everything laid out before a scene, but like back in the day, like working for major companies, you never knew what was going to go on until you got there. But things have changed. Things have changed. More companies are more open to boundaries. But back when I started, like, boundaries weren't even a thing. Like, it wasn't a thing. So, like, if something if something was going on in a scene, like, a lot, a lot of times you could, like, try to give someone a subtle hint. Hey, chill. And then they just went. And so now I pinch balls. I just pinch a ball. And he's going to stop doing what he's doing. I'm going to pinch a ball. Oh, God, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but things, things have changed. Things have changed. Like talent has changed. Like now, nowadays, it is it is proper protocol to like listen to the other person. Like if someone is saying, "Hey, I really don't like you tonguing my ass," <laughs> you know, don't tongue my ass. Or or recently, or recently, I did um, I did a scene with a guy who it was an anal scene, and I laid out my rules. You know, what was okay, what wasn't okay. Then he tried to ram it in my ass without lube. <laughs> like, obviously, we missed a step here. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that no. So <laughs> it is Miley Moore. She joins us today here in our broadcast. She is uh, quite fantastic. Uh SC, uh, after all these years, you 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 have a, you have obsessed about Miley Moore. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah, I've seen a picture. I can see why. If you haven't seen this woman work, you need to do your research and do your homework. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> My face is so red right now. Magnificent. That's why, Magnificent. Magnificent. That's why I downloaded Twitter on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> just saying she's beautiful she's brainy and she's also a badass from the army so 
Well, thank you, guys. So, so Miley, uh, being kind of hunkered down there uh, with your, you know, with with your with your clan, basically uh-huh. out there in Ohio. Um, have you been able to to do any content or put anything out or anything or you i've i have i have zero privacy and like i do i've been doing a lot of tiktok videos (laughs) because i i can't create content (laughs) i've I've also been i i also write i actually i actually write a lot and i've been working on some blogs that i'm going to release but but i'm just like i am stuck like my ass is gonna apply for unemployment on Monday because, <laughs> like, my income is like my income is like if I can't my convention going to conventions is a large percentage of my income, and plus I have to be able to make content and like with me not being able to leave, like, yeah, this is trash. <laughs> and I'm in Ohio, like Ohio is horrible. Like <laughs> Ohio is horrible. So I just moved down from Detroit, so I just I left. My, like I own two houses in Detroit, but I just moved down here, and like literally my first couple weeks here, like there's a sex store that's like a mile from my house, and I don't drive, so I'm like I call for a lift, and I'm like I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna go to the sex store. I actually bought the um, I actually bought a fuck machine, but seven hundred dollars. But anyway, SC, <laughs> I just I just love SC's reactions. Um, <laughs> I, um, I got in the lift and of course I didn't say I'm going to a sex shop but like so I'm sitting in the lift quietly and then the lift driver tells me to get out and he was like I can't participate in this and I'm like what no I asked you to participate in anything so I forgot I'm in the bible belt so so the lift driver denied taking me to a sex store because i guess it was against his moral beliefs and then the second lift come the second lift come and i'm like yeah the other lift wouldn't take me and he's like oh it's probably because of drugs i was like what i was like no one i was like this is a retail store i'm like no one has ever offered me drugs while i'm shopping <laughs> Yeah, it's like we're at Jiggy's apartment, gosh. <laughs> Not Jiggy yes. himself, but yes. like the area. Oh when she God. said that, all I picture was like the lift guy like splashing her holy water, like you <laughs> exit my cat. No, and he looked like a Like I swear to God, he looked like a Pentecostal Pentecostal televangelist. Like I was just like, that's what awesome. The hell? He, even, he was even wearing a suit. And I'm Become just, a demon. <laughs> Probably <laughs> sprinkled his whole entire seat. Uh, um, that was a different thing. That was in one of her videos she did before, but yeah, that's, that's a total a, different story. Totally different deal. Uh, so, well, okay. Someday I'll, I'll wear a Catwoman costume and she, and she and I can dance. <laughs> so, so Miley, you, okay, you got... Did you get to the store? Did you have to? I did. I did. Well, the second guy, the second guy took me, but he was reluctant. Like, he literally, like, I had never been there before, and he was talking about drugs, and I'm like, oh, my God, what kind of place am I going to? But then I get there, and, like, I walk in, and it's, like, this perfectly clean, like, totally redone store, like, nobody offered, I was kind of disappointed. No one offered me drugs, and I was just like... Wow, okay. And you know what, to be honest, it just makes me think that people just have, like, bizarre ideas in their head about, like, sex and conceptions. Yes. (laughs) Trust me, no one in the show... 
I'm still on the visual of the sex machine. So have you used it yet? Yes. I have. I have. It is. I. You know, I overpaid. For it? It. I was like, damn it. I paid seven hundred dollars. I found it online for four hundred. But like, um, but I did get it that day, so that was kind of a plus. But um, it's the um, Kink uh, Sex Machine. I don't know the exact name of it, but it's, it's by Kink, and like, it is fantastic. Like, Does it have a kickstart? When, when so I, when you're I, talking about like the box with the rod and the. Well, it's not. It's it's not really a box. It's more like a piston type thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but insane. I, I had hot feelings the first time I used it. I was like, damn, baby. Because <laughs> it does exactly. It does exactly. I mean, it does exactly what you want it to. Like exactly. So it was just perfect. You know what? One She's of the seen a three hundred percent increase in her electric bill too. But it was like, you know, totally different. <laughs> okay, I gave up finding getting my Twitter to work on my iPad. How do I find you on Twitter on my phone? It should be just like I don't. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm probably just under her name. I'm shadow banned. If I'm shadow banned, you have to look for posts about me. So if you put in computer. You have to go to Miley Moore, M Y L I E M O O R E. But if you can't uh, find the profile, if you can't find the profile because I'm shadow banned, look for posts about me and then click on my username from the post about me. Because when I'm shadow banned, it'll keep new people from finding me. I just, Does it say I something just... about bathroom vids? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that is her. That is Miley Moore. That that is, uh, you know, I'll tell you that uh, after you were on the show the last time, the 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 couple weeks after, uh, SC is like, well, we've interviewed Miley Moore, and he goes, I've done some research on Miley Moore, and uh, <laughs> that's it. That that's the top of the that's the top of the heap, baby. And I've, been a, and I've been a fan ever since. I appreciate that for real. <laughs> you don't look. The was it the BBW? BBW. She's yeah. not BBW. Fifty inches. It's like I'm just proportioned, but it's so it's so bizarre. Like I said, even when I first started doing porn, I was fresh out of the military. I was I had abs. Like I was toned. My legs were toned. My my I had abs. I could see and but like I was considered BBW back then too because mainstream mainstream actresses are typically under you know one thirty five one twenty five and I weighed one forty five. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> like it, it is so crazy. It is so crazy the whole like mentality of it. And I'm like one forty five, fresh out of the military, toned, big ass. I'm like, how am I fat? And the thing is, back then. People would tell me, oh, you're a little too fat for this. Yes. And now, now the, how I looked back then is exactly what they want now. Exactly. And I'm like, damn. I'm <laughs> getting ass implants. And I'm like, can I just have this? Can I keep this for me? Can y'all just stop with the ass Back then, before that interview, I never knew nothing about, now how do, do they call it? Porn, or is it just do you abbreviated PAWG or how? Do you want to know? You want to know something? Okay, I will toot my horn on this. Did you know I was the very <laughs> first girl ever tagged Pog and Justin? Justin Slayer tagged me as Pog, and he was the first one to ever use the term, and I was the first person he ever used it with. You, you, you are an innovator, <laughs> and you started a revolution. 
I, I really did. Now, now there's ass everywhere. <laughs> Man, I never heard that term until after that interview, and I did my research, and I started seeing that tag, and now, now it's like all over the place. Now, now it's know where it came from. I'm, Wow. Well, you know what, though? A lot of girls, everybody's so politically correct. Now, a lot of girls will not use the tag because some people consider it racist. Jeez. Oh, wow. Oh, fat-ass white girl. <laughs> They're like, well, I have a white ass. I have a big white ass. <laughs> I mean, come on. But, yeah. I don't know. It's nice, in my it. opinion. But I- <laughs> yes. I so- lifted a, a ton of weights with my football team in high school, and my modeling agency said I was too big and had to starve myself and lose all of my weight from my yes. muscles. Yes, I was so technically like, I, I, I am too fat right now for the modeling industry. I re- I wrestled I wrestled in high school, so I can uh, I can feel that I wrestled 123 back then, and Holy like um, they were very strict <laughs> at keeping you at your weight because you could be penalized and points can be taken. Um, Just if you, five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was bad. Like my my coaches were horrible. I was starving myself at 16 because I needed to make weight. I was taking laxatives. I was starving myself just to make weight at 123 so I wouldn't get docked points. And then right before a game, we would carb load right before a game because the carbs will give you that, you know, that oomph that you needed. So, like, I was right. literally eating sugar. I was eating bread, like, bre- literally the same day I was eating bread, like slices of bread after starving myself. Like, jeez. Did they just think you were, like, going to have an easier time down at that weight class or was it you couldn't move up or – because our coach back when I was in high school, he wouldn't let us. They weighed us in and out before and after every practice, and we couldn't do drastic weight losses. So you know what? I'm not even. I'm not even sure. Like I never. I never questioned my coaches. Whenever, whenever they told me what my weight class was at, that's what I stuck to. Like, and plus I was a kid. So well, yeah. I mean, that, that I amateur so wrestled too, but I never had to drop weight. That was the whole thing. Like I say, our coaches were real, real careful about. Nobody like doing those drastic drops and stuff. Yeah, if you ours weren't, ours were like ours were not careful. Like we did, we did a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have. Like literally, I was terrified to be three pounds over. Like I even, I even cried wow. when, like one of my one of my matches, I was three pounds over, and I cried because like my coach just laid into me because of that three pounds. But the thing is, I was also a developing girl. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, like, yeah. I was I was working on this ass <laughs> like literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on this ass. Uh, that's fantastic. It is uh, Miley Moore with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast, and uh, Mr. SC, she's pretty much almost perfect or damn near perfect. Man, wrestled in high school too. I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs> Oh, I just have fun talking to her about that. Hell, if you, if you ever want a consolation match, I'm down. Huh? You know what? I loved wrestling. Wrestling was my life. Like it was my life. Like I loved it. I lived and breathed wrestling. I remember. I remember my first year ever wrestling. I was in what was I? Seventh grade. I remember. I I got home from practice. I could not walk upstairs. I crawled up the stairs. <laughs> I crawled. <laughs> See, I was the passive-aggressive nerd kid, and I went from trying to play basketball, which I sucked at, to amateur wrestling, and that was perfect for me because I could just take out my aggression on people there. Oh, I was a nerd. I was a nerd. Actually, I got um, the reason why I wrestled was I got bullied very badly in high school and junior high. Like, right. I, bad, I mean badly. People will be like, oh, Miley, I can't believe. Like, no, you don't understand. Like, I was the kid nobody would talk to. 
I was a kid that they wiped human feces on my jacket and didn't tell me. Like, it was bad. Like, it wasn't that bad, thank God. But now, now those same guys that wiped shit on me are in my DMs, and I'm like, <laughs> do you need help? Yes. <laughs> yes. We have a different way of getting back at them. That was good. See, I grew like twice the size literally after I graduated. I graduated high school like 5'9", 152. By the end of my second year of college, I was 6'2", and 274. So I found everybody that picked on me through junior high and high school that next summer, and just basically beat the hell out of them. Well, you know what? Actually, I started beating the hell out of people while I was still in school. Because regardless about what anybody says, what stops a bully is a fist. A yeah, break. Exactly. So there's not kids watching, right? Because I don't want someone to sue me because their kid goes home. Not on a porn. There's kids out there and you guys go to school and beat up somebody. Don't say Miley Moore sent you. <laughs> hey, it was Jiggy Jaguar. Always say Jiggy or or Blaine. Always. They still don't know who it is. Just don't use his real name. That's right. Always blame Jiggy. Or uh, because th that was always the thing that we used to say back in Salina. When in doubt, blame Jiggy Jaguar. That was always the thing, SC. Um, <laughs> I thought we still use that. Salina, Kansas, right? Yes, the great rolling have, um, city of Salina, Kansas. Riley. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit less of a Bible Belt down here, but it's still that bad sometimes. It's so. still that bad. Well, I used to I used to live I used to live at Fort Riley, Kansas. So like, and we used to go we used to go out there to like clubs and stuff, but because there was nothing outside of Post, it was like a little nothingness. Well, I, I thought Kansas was bad. I went to Missouri for a Comic Con. God forbid a mermaid author goes to Bible Belt, Missouri. Well, I was at Fort Leonardwood, Missouri. It sucks too. <laughs> <laughs> Although the strip clubs, the girls will do stuff for you. <laughs> really? Diggy? So I, never, I never had a girl proposition me before until I was a soldier in like AIT and like I was out on pass and the girl at the strip club like propositioned me and I'm like, me? Like <laughs> me? So, so Miley, I, I found a video. I don't even know if you even know if this still exists. Oh, but I found a video on YouTube of you dancing to the song Money on the Floor. Oh my god, that was such a long time ago. Okay. I a long thick glasses there. Yeah, I, okay. think I, I was a Nokia phone. <laughs> 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 Oh, I remember those days. So, uh, so when this whole uh, when this whole thing, see, so you have a different perspective on this thing. You you think that uh, this whole COVID thing probably is not going to go away anytime soon? I don't. I I honestly do not. And the sole the sole reasoning for that is because it is a new virus, and none of us have natural immunity to it. So it is literally going to keep running through us until our bodies adapt to it. It's just like the it's just like the flu, except we're used to the flu. Well, it's not just like the flu, but as virus speaking, it's just you it's, know. We it's a type it. of flu. Yep. We we just have we just have to get we just have to get used to it. They they said it's already um, that it mutated once already. When viruses come in too strong and they kill their host too quickly, they will actually mutate into a lesser virus. So that could be a good thing. 
Wow. That's because they want to infect more people because yeah. they want more. They want to live longer. Yes, exactly. Actually, actually, something funny. My daughter is four years old, and she has no clue what the virus is, but she keeps hearing about it. And she was like, "Well, let's just give it a family, so it'll be happy." And I'm like, "She's not wrong. <laughs> it wants a family. Like she's not lying." <laughs> Hey, there's a family at the Westboro Baptist compound up in Topeka <laughs> yeah, exactly. we could introduce it to. Yeah, yeah we could definitely show it that way. <laughs> I, I've seen little four-year-olds scared to even give me a fist bump through a window because they don't want to catch the COVID. Well, that's not the reason they're scared. It's different, <laughs> Jay. But kind of like... My daughter got mad at me and she said she was going to give it to me. <laughs> so... <laughs> She's not, she's not afraid of too much, but but no, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere anytime soon. That's that's why like think, even thinking about about my conventions for the rest of the year, it's like man, I'm gonna lose a lot of income from not being able to go to my conventions. Like it's a that, big thing. That reminds me, I had a question earlier about how you earn money from your conventions. Is it um, is it from signing autograph photos yeah. or, or is it? Like, um, I do autographs and I also sign DVDs, but the biggest money is just by people taking your flyers and signing up for platforms after the convention. Like, after, after the convention for about two weeks, I'll see a spike in my online sales, and it's, it's just people looking me up. So it's like, and even if someone doesn't make money at the convention, their money is coming afterwards from, you know, people subscribing to their platforms. See, Jiggy's talked about taking me for about five years now to a porn convention. I still haven't gone. Is there a certain booths that, that like, you do stuff at? or just oh, yeah. You know what? I, okay, so one of my favorite clips, um, one of my favorite booths is Clips for Sale. I've been with them for about 11 years. So I'll do signings at Clips for Sale. But I also do signings at MyFreeCams, too. I don't cam, but I sell clips on their platform. And my free cam, uh, my uh, I'm so tongue tied. My free camps treats us really well. Like they they feed us while we're there. They pay for our Uber. They send us home with so much swag. Like last convention I mailed home. Oh yeah, yeah. There there are women that uh, literally have my free cams everything. Oh uh, yeah, jackets, no, you, sandals, hats, the whole nine yards. If you like look, if you would see my bedroom right now, too bad. Like I don't have my video on, but if you could see my bedroom, I literally have my free cam bags. I have stuff pinned to the walls i have pillowcases leggings sweatshirts sandals you name it i got it like they really t i don't even think i wear normal clothes anymore as <laughs> 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 so many sweatshirts i don't even know how many sweatshirts i have i started tie dyeing them so they look different <laughs> hey so quick question about like the bacteria and the, the virus and stuff i'm just reading a thing that came over and it's saying now that the virus can travel at least 13 feet in the air do you think they're just making this crap up as they go along or what's your opinion since you've dealt in it well the only way the only way i can even see that is it is small and it does like it does travel in the air and even a droplet can travel so like if it's a really windy day i mean i could see it happening like that but if you're also if you're out if it's really windy and you're outside the number one thing that kills this thing is uv light so if y'all are freaking out about hand sanitizer, please go buy like a $15 UV light and you'll be okay. I've heard about that. <laughs> so then why are they shutting down playgrounds with police tape if the UV light kills it? 
I don't know. They're do- they're doing like really random things. Like like out here, the Ohio schools, like we can go even if you don't get free lunch, you can go pick up lunches and breakfast. So they're sending kids home. But get this, they are asking you to bring your children every day to the school to get a breakfast. Yeah. Lunch. Like it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. And I've told people I was like, does it make sense to bring your kids out? Like it no. doesn't make sense. Like that's insanity. Like we will send them to school. We can't even get the free lunches because we can't take the kids to the city. Exactly. And you know what? And the thing is, I like I haven't been I haven't been taking my kids. Like I'm not gonna cluster them together with a bunch of other kids. And, and to be honest, nobody out here is even like no one out here is even staying home. Like if if you see my neighbors right now, they're always I'm like quiet because they can hear me outside. But they're always <laughs> they're outside. like That's there's always like 15 kids outside. I'm like your mommy don't love you. Look at that! You know what? 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 Mommy and daddy have to work. What? And and you know what? There's this. No, that's that's true too. And like a lot of people are laid off, and some people are like, "Oh, do this with your kids." I'm like, "What if you don't have anybody to watch your children?" Yeah, because that's a very that's a very realistic thing in America right now. Or yeah. Or my biggest pet peeve right now is people people complaining about what they're seeing at Walmart while they're out at Walmart. <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh my god, so and so was doing this at Walmart while I was there getting a birthday cake. I'm like, bitch, why were you getting a birthday cake? Like, is it essential? Bitch, why are you <laughs> yeah, getting a birthday cake? I need my sugar, cake. bitch. That's awesome. <laughs> it's essential. Books are essential. I'm sorry, porn's essential. No, music's essential. And they're, they're possibly non-essential stuff. Like, how can you tell me that, like, book, like, no, seriously, how can you tell me books are not essential? Or how are you gonna tell me I don't need laundry soap? Or seeds. They're saying seeds are non-essential. In Michigan, because I just moved, I just moved from Detroit, and I still own two houses up there. In Michigan, they're not letting you buy seeds or plants or anything. They don't want people to be self-sufficient. Yeah. You know, like a long time ago, they also started fining people for like water harvesting too. Did you see that news article where? There was ten people in a church and nine cops, armed cops, shut them down. That's so scary. That's so scary. They, they were like, complying with the law of ten people. It is. It is so. Like I don't know. Like I'm. To be honest, I'm not a religious person. But it makes me really concerned whenever the government starts controlling religion wholly, like literally. Like how can you tell people that they can't? I mean, if they if they all get sick and die, it was from their own choice. <laughs> like, but how are you gonna tell them they can't worship at their, you know? I think it's more people are more scared the fact that they go out and infect other people because of that. I think that's the only reason. But yeah, it's against the um, constitutional. Yeah. It gives the right to it assemble. Is. It is, and I'm just like they also they also shut down um, buying guns, ammo, getting your fishing license, getting your hunting license because it's a government agency that you know gives you your licenses. So they're shutting down licensing too, and. That's just all, it's all very concerning to me. Like everything that's happening is like, okay, I can't worship as I please. I can't go buy a gun. And everybody's putting chips in their hands now so they can buy Kit Kat bars. So yeah, I don't understand why a gun's not essential when I've got some dumbass telling me he's going to come in and rob me and kill me over toilet paper. A gun is very essential, like very essential. Like, like I said, I just moved down from Detroit. My house in Detroit, 
I have so many guns. Like, I have 13 guns. <laughs> I'm okay, just, I'm officially your biggest fan now. Screw screw SF. I'm, I, I'm your I, biggest fan now. I have, okay. <laughs> I, did this, I did this myself. My baseboard in my house in Detroit, I have pop lock baseboards that I can tap at any mo moment, and I have I have 12 systems, and I have one sawed-off shotgun. Holy shit, SC! She's she's trapped, as they say. Even my even my bullets, even my bullets are inside my walls, to where you cannot find my bullets and my pot stacked in the wall. Okay, I got a question for you, since we're on the subject of guns. My kids call my gun my dick. Do your kids call your gun your dick? Oh uh, yeah. Am I gonna say anything about my gun? To be honest. Like my, my kids don't even. I guess it's because I've scared I've scared them so bad that they don't even want to talk about. Them. <laughs> I'm not gonna look at it. I'm not gonna talk about. That's it. because that's the best. Um, that's the best education. Is if was it uh, NRA has a, a music video for kids? Stop! Don't touch! Run away! Tell a grown up. Yeah. And some parents, some parents, they like. Okay, safety is an education. Some parents lock their guns. But the thing is, in a, in a situation where you need your gun, can you really get it unlocked and loaded quick enough to use it? Not in 10 seconds. <laughs> no, you can't. So, and in Detroit, in Detroit, like, the like, I live, like, my houses are in Detroit. So, if someone was to rob you, they just, the police aren't going to show up. Nobody no. shows up. Like, I had, a, I had a guy, like, come to my house with a gun. The police didn't come. At all. So I, no. had, so I had to make the choice. I had to make the choice whether to get my gun and then cause him to shoot me or, like, keep my gun hidden and talk my way out of it. And eventually the guy left, and he was just some crazy guy. But the police never came. So the only person who's going to protect you is you. You can't rely on anybody else to take care of you but yourself. Hey, Jakey, did Jeffro go up to Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> Kind of running joke, sorry, poor Miss J. So, uh, even even though even though I talk, even though I'm like, oh well, yeah, the police aren't going to come in Detroit. Detroit isn't as bad as people think it is. It's really not. They have a smaller population. Like Detroit only has about seven hundred thousand people, so the population is smaller. So it's like, if you live in Detroit, you're not going to see stuff happen. It's people that live outside of Detroit that's always talking about stuff happening. Okay. If I can pose for a nude gun, uh, picture with guns on my nipples, I want to see a picture of, of, of you with guns. If you could put guns on your nipple and hold them there, I would do it too. <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> yes, they're covering up my nipples. That's so cool. I, I, I'm a, I, am a firm, I am a firm believer in owning guns. Like, I am a firm believer in owning guns. And I'm not a violent, I'm not a violent person. It's just for everybody else. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. as as we wrap up here with Miley, um, Mr. SC, uh, I throw it to you, sir. Do you have any uh, any questions or anything? Yeah, I had a couple rapid fire questions. If you just want to answer a couple of these, they real random, but we can go through these pretty quick. All right, say you were on death row. What would be your last meal? Oh, um, my last meal. Um, it would it would be like soul food. Soul food. Yeah. All right. Favorite artist or band? Oh wow, my favorite band. Um, I'm so horrible with names. I listen to a lot of alternative rock. <laughs> or oh, Leonard yeah. Skinner. Leonard Skinner. I love Leonard Skinner. <laughs> okay. Uh, childhood crush. 
Oh, my childhood. It was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> oh my God. That's you know. awesome. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, out of a lot, this has been a question for a lot of women, but to ask a porn star: length or girth? Uh, girth. I prefer girth to length. Okay. Uh, do you watch porn personally? I do. For, for educating yourself or for um, I like discovering new techniques. I or? watch hentai. <laughs> I, I watch I watch hentai, but um, the reason I think I mostly watch hentai versus like you know people real hentai. people is because I work in real people porn. So to me, it's not a fantasy. But cartoons would be more of a fantasy than watching oh. real people. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Okay, and I remember our last interview. You told me that if a guy wanted to get in the industry, it would basically be impossible unless he like knew a producer or a friend of someone. Well, the industry the industry has changed in ten years, so I'll, I'll give you an updated version of that. If you want to get into the industry right now, start creating your own content. Create your own content, create your own platforms, share your stuff on Twitter. The more content you share on Twitter that is your own, you will kind of like weasel your way in and you'll like get in and no one will notice it until you're there. So I would basically have to gain the attention of someone. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and plus, plus it's, so, well, it's so hard for men to get into porn. If you actually have your own content, then people will be like, well, he's trying to be professional. You know, he's trying to do his thing. So, yeah, you've got to make your own content. Like, the industry has changed in 10 years, and I make more money on my OnlyFans than what I do working for other companies. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's like, it's all, it's all, everybody wants amateur porn now. Everybody wants real that's because it's free and you don't have to pay for well if if you watch stuff on Pornhub make sure that there's a blue check next to it because that means the actual artist is getting paid per click so Pornhub look for the blue check mark that's one question name the top you don't have to name the co-star but just name the title of the top scene that you've been in or say the, the scene you've had the most fun in or the most pleasure either or what is your favorite scene that you've done working any scene i did with rico strong any scene i did with rico strong he was fantastic him and uh, nat turner like bottom no one no one compares ever no one compares to rico strong or nat turner okay. <laughs> you, you got to get on that level sc yeah, you, you got to get that groove. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, one last question. Have you ever done a scene with a fan? I have. You know what? I do I do fan fucks all the time on my OnlyFans. Like, all the time. They don't always work out as planned. Because usually people get scared when I come on a, you know, camera. And they're like, they're like, oh, I don't know if I want a camera. I'm like, no, dude, it's going on camera. <laughs> so is that more like a TikTok video than sometimes? Huh. <laughs> So, so that, that becomes more of a TikTok video like, then. No. <laughs> you do like a contest on like your OnlyFans? <laughs> do you do only guys or girls? Oh, no, I do both. I do a little bit. I do everything. I have well, a very then, open mind. Well, then, 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 then Jay's in. Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> so, so that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think John can't watch it. So, so uh, as right. SC uh, was asking, do you have a contest or anything to to, to get the uh, 
the the fans uh, to, to be I able have, to. Um, I have done raffles. I've done raffles before, which um, I just have to be very careful. Like um, on a lot of platforms, we're not allowed to do raffles because it's considered illegal because it's a form of gambling, and I can't host gambling on my OnlyFans. The, the so, government doesn't like competition. Yeah, yeah, they don't like competition. But at a lot of at a lot of conventions, like I will take I will take like um, phone numbers and names. I'll put them in a little thing, and then I'll draw like a name out. <laughs> But people, people tend to enjoy sex with me, so, yeah, why not? <laughs> Jiggy, you got to take me, bro. <laughs> oh, you, guys, hey. listen, you, guys should, you guys should absolutely come to either Exotica or, or like, you should go to FetCon in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's usually, like, in the fall time. Now, that is what you need to go to. It's Fet small, con. but it's very interesting. <laughs> Like, well, so if, interesting. if if Chicago doesn't get canceled, we are planning on being in uh, in in Chi Town, and I know that how much the Chicago people hate it when they refer to it as Chi Town. So that's why I'm referring to it as that. But uh, I don't know. It, it's 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 another word for Chicago, and and all Chicago people hate it when outsiders refer to it as shy town so i make sure to be as hated as possible so uh <laughs> so miley i will definitely stay in touch because if if, if we know that exotica is going to go and you're going to be there um i have an extra press pass we might have to juice in mr yes. sc for this thing you should no seriously you guys if if any of your conventions actually fall through i will be there i go to every single convention are you taking mine away and giving it to him? No. <laughs> no. It's okay. It's okay. If he if he takes your pass, I can get you one for my free cams or clips for sales. I'll give you one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I always get I always get two, but I usually pick between the two. So look at that. As long as you Dave, I'm trying to go. If we can't hit Shot Town, let's hit FatCon. <laughs> yeah, FatCon. Listen, FatCon is FatCon is like a whole different breed of interesting. It's like, like there a whole other interesting people. It is like FatCon is smaller and it's more like a smaller family, but people are just so cool. Like, so fucking cool. And people more off to talk to you than at Exotica. Like, people really? are just very friendly and talkative. You'll see people, there'll be costumes. Like, it is just oh, like, really nice. So, so basically, like a Comic Con porn. Yes. And plus, and plus, FetCon is it's in a really nice place. It's in St. Petersburg, Florida, and it's gorgeous out there. So, like, you can also have, like, a very nice little vacation while you're there. And the Airbnbs are cheap, too. Look at that. So, if I come to FatCon, are we going to get to hang out? Maybe. I mean, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be around. You just have to catch me. Because, like, during these conventions, this is when we all get together to shoot. So, it's like an incestuous family reunion, and we all have to have sex as much as possible to get as much content while we're together. So, if you can, like, snag me while I'm not shooting, and I'm not, or, like, definitely find me at my booth. I'll be at Click Cell or My Free Cams. Yep. Look at or contact that. me on Twitter or email me. Like I, I respond to emails. Well, my bring my ears if you bring yours. Hey, listen, I just bought a bunch of ears from Amazon. Like I love cosplay. I love cosplay. That Jesus. is one of my favorite. No, for real, that is one of my favorite things to do. And, and the newest thing, the newest thing now is cosplay porn. So I might as well integrate now. <laughs> Well, uh, well, Miley, it's definitely been a uh, a fun trip, and uh, 
and Mr. SC, th- thank you for uh, pushing me into making this happen. So, uh, Look, had, I, had I never said nothing, I know this wouldn't have popped off. I, I, just had to, I, I hadn't thought about it until three minutes before it was time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the five years I've done this with Jiggy, this is my favorite. Aww. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate it, Miley. Thanks for being with us, my friend. Thanks for having me. There she goes, Miley Moore. Salute to Miley Moore. And uh, SC, I will uh, catch you later. John, Jay, thanks for doing this. And uh, we'll talk to everybody later. You guys have a good right, Sunday. Enjoy your Easter, if that's possible. I don't know if it's possible because everybody's locked in. But uh, that's it. That is the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Coast to coast. Boda to Boda, all over the damn place. And uh, there goes the Pettiscope. Oh, the Pettiscope, Johnny Kim would say. The great Johnny Kim. The great Johnny Kim. We love Johnny. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.